Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. This show is all about life transformations and our journey from where we were to why we are doing what we are doing today. We will discuss the hiccups, the roller coasters, and the blood, sweat, and tears that has been poured out while discovering our purpose. It is all about our transformation. Here is your host, Sean Douglas. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to another episode of Life Transformation Radio. I am your host, Master Resilience Implementer, TEDx Speaker, Business Positioning Strategist, and Author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 74 countries. So whether it's your first time joining us or it's your or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here, we we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing. We highlight that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live on the Blog Talk Radio Network and join our Facebook group, Life Transformation Radio Community. Never miss an episode by subscribing wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, the Himalaya app, and now on Pandora. So wherever you listen to podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review and let us know how we're doing. On the show, my guests are entrepreneurs, speakers, business owners, coaches, podcasters, authors, amazing people who are impacting the world around them. And my guest today has done exactly that. If you have any questions for any of the guests that I bring on the show during our live broadcast, call us up at 657 383 one one zero nine. Again, the number is six five seven three eight three one one zero nine. And with that, please help me welcome to the show my guest for today, Jen Duplessis. Jen, welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Thank you, Sean. I'm so excited to be here today. I am super pumped. Uh, you are somebody that is just rocking the industry. You are so good at what you do. And I had the pleasure of having conversations with you and getting to know you. And I got to say, you are just absolutely crushing it at a level that most people would love to be at. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. You're welcome. The, I, I titled this episode Mortgage Lending Mastery with speaker and author Jen Duplessis. So let's learn more about Jen. She is the founder of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Black Fox Investments, and Valor Home Solutions. She is the author of Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. She is also the host of First Mortgage Specific and Top Rated Podcast, Mortgage Lending Mastery. She spent over 35 years in residential mortgage lending and was ranked in the top 200 loan originators in the United States and in the top 1% for over 15 years. She's a self-proclaimed serial entrepreneur with extensive leadership and sales experience. 
Today, she's a highly sought-after international speaker and coach, sharing stages with Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Barbara Corcoran, Darren Hardy, Magic Johnson, and many more, who specialize in creating lifestyle businesses to help entrepreneurs, sales professionals, mortgage loan originators, and realtors to multiply their results in record time while maintaining a commanding and prosperous personal lifestyle. She has appeared on Good Morning America, Sirius XM Radio, and Voice America Radio. Jen has been featured in such publications as The Wall Street Journal and The Washington Post, and is a regular contributor for Mortgage Executive Magazine and Mortgage Women Magazine. With all that said, please go to her website. It's right there in the show notes, Jen Duplessis, P-L-E-S-S-I-S, Jen Duplessis. Pluses.com. Her personal Facebook page, business page, and LinkedIn is right there in the show notes. Connect with her and let her know that you heard her on Life Transformation Radio. Jen, the first question I have to ask, and I believe is the most important question you could ever ask anybody, is why? Why do you do what you do? Um, gosh, yeah. I mean, thank you for asking. Again, thank you so much for having me on the show, Sean. I, I absolutely adore absolutely. what you're doing. I, um, you know, I, I spent most of my life trying to make everybody else happy and mm-hmm. finally got to the point where I said, you know what, I need to make myself happy. And I learned how to do it. And I learned how to stop sabotaging everything around me by chasing, you know, the almighty dollar and looking at life through a dollar sign. And if I can share that with other people so that they don't have to go through 35 years of, of sabotaging everything, <laughs> I, and I can help someone make that change right now here today, then that brings me the most joy in the world. That's why I do this. Um, I, I totally resonate with that. And, and, and I, I did it in my first business and it drove me to, I mean, you put a <laughs> smile on your face, right? But yeah. you're under so much immense pressure, and you and, and you did it. You put the pressure on yourself. You know, you're the one that's feeling that because of the of the decisions or the the late night phone call because you feel like it's not working the way that you wanted to, or your family is out having fun and you're got you got one more deal. I just got to get one more deal. I just got to get one more sale, and and yeah. it, it takes a toll on you. Oh, no, it definitely does. You know, and actually mine, you know, was perpetrated from my family. You know, I was I was told by my uncle that I would amount to nothing. I'd be like my father, an alcoholic, mm. and like my mother, you know, worthless. And it, for me, it became part of my DNA just to prove to everybody that I that I was worthy. And the only way I knew how to prove was to show show it through money, you know, and that, mm. that was because that was what was planted for me. So for me, it was just chasing the dream about money, and it wasn't so much that – you know, I wanted to serve my clients really well. Of course I do, right? But but that wasn't the driving force for me. It was just that failure was not making money. That was failure for me. And I realized that that, that isn't failure. You know, failure is not having um, a life that you were destined to have and making your job and your business the priority instead of everything around you, you know, in your heart and in your body and your soul. And um, so I had to I had to recalibrate all of that all those messages from so many years ago, you know, make sure that I got my head on straight so that I could move forward with the lifestyle that I really wanted. Yeah. And moving forward, we try to make better decisions 
<laughs> than what we did before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. at least, you know, and I still kind of, there's some times where I'm like, man, I really got to take that. Like, I really have to take this call. But there's other times where I'm like, nah, I'll call him back. Or uh, I'm going to schedule, like, I schedule family time now. You know, right. I'm not all wrapped right. up in the, you know, in, in, into the business as much as, as I was before, but I've learned to also hire out. I've, I've just gotten smarter and, and more mature, you know, as I, as I've gone along in business. Um, the whole sh- premise of the show is about transformation. Mm-hmm. So for you, what is a transformational moment? that happened in your life that put you on the path to what you're doing today? Um, It's a great question because, you know, as I mentioned before about sabotage, you know, uh, just like you were saying about those clients, you know, I was at dinner with my family, supposedly. I'm doing air quotes as I'm saying this, right? (laughs) I was supposedly at (laughs) dinner with my family. Um, You know, and I had, of course, this has happened many times before, and it would still happen many times after, but it was the breakthrough that, you know, made me say that that was enough, the camel, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. And I was supposedly at dinner, and I was outside, and I was um, walking that curb, you know, that concrete curb balance beam that we all walk as we're talking to people, right? You're kind of floating back and forth, walking on the balance beam. And, and, uh, you know, I just, and, and this was a client that just needed me. Right. I have to take this call. I'm so sorry, but I have to take this call. And I happened to glance over and look through the window of the restaurant and I saw my family, you know, laughing and having a good time, you know, creating memories without me in them. And it Mm. hit me hard that day that and in that moment, I said, you know, I have to do something different. I cannot continue to go down this path, you know, and at that point, I was 25 years into a 35 year career you know, my kids were in the business from the womb, so to speak. I mean, they, that's all they yep. knew is this chaos that w- existed around mom. And, you know, and my mom had this quote and, you know, I knew about this quote for a really long time, but it really didn't resonate with me until that very moment, which is that we, um, we, uh, I, I don't even know what it is now. All of a sudden I'm just thinking about it. And I'm thinking about her <laughs> and thinking about, uh, you know, what this quote is, but, oh, there we go. We, we flatter those we scarcely know. We please the fleeting guests, but we deal many a thoughtless blow to those we love the best. Oh, wow. And it's so true because, you know, we're so friendly with strangers and we're so friendly with clients. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, because they need us. Oh, they need me. They need me right now. Mm-hmm. But we tend to blow so, tend to have so many thoughtless blows to the people around us, you know, that we just push them aside all the time. And so here I had this quote, you know, this quote in my life, in my entire life, and I wasn't living it, you know, and I um, wow. was trying to change things and I wasn't living it. And I was absolutely sabotaging everything, friends, relationships, family, spirituality, my health, because, you know, the job was bigger and more important mm-hmm. than eating, you know, working out, everything, cultural experience, oh, yeah. I didn't go on vacation. So... That was that was when I said enough is enough, and and I decided that I had to make a change. That when you said eating and health, I lived on two big green monster cans every day mm-hmm. for four yeah. years. I mean, I, yeah. I I'd be pounding a monster going into a meeting. You know, I I 
breakfast. I don't what breakfast. I would never eat breakfast. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I'm like, I, I wake up, I get ready for the day, I'm out the door. I'll grab something on the way and it's usually like something from McDonald's or like maybe there's like a I don't know, I go into a business meeting and maybe they got the the tray of bagels, you know, like I'll grab one of those, right. or, you know, whatever. Right. Right. Lunch is lunch right. is usually something um you know, store bought or you know, again, fast food or, I don't know, a quick peanut butter and jelly, uh, just because that's my thing. I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I do, too. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> my kids and I devour the Uncrustables, like the frozen yeah. peanut butter and jellies. We just devour yeah. those. Oh my gosh, that's nice. Well, for me, you know, though, it wasn't, it wasn't like eating bad. It was not eating. Because oh. if I, if I had to eat, I would scarf, I would scarf it and I would be sick. I would just be sick. Mm. And so I'd rather not eat. If I'm going to, if I'm going to have to eat fast, I'd rather not eat at all. So I didn't eat. I didn't have water. I didn't have anything. I just kind of ran on things. And you know what happened? I ended up having to have an emergency appendectomy because my organs wow. just were drying up. You know, and they weren't being, and, and I had that at 50 years old, you know, and that's a teenager kind of thing, right? Um, oh, my God. And that was, you know, and that was a wake up call for me, another breakthrough, you know, that, that said, you know, you have to start taking care of yourself and you have to take the time to eat. So it wasn't that I was consuming the wrong things, which I know a lot of people do. It was that I wasn't consuming anything. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's bad. How have you taken? Transformational moment and used it as the the north star, the focal point, you know, whatever cliche you want to use. How have you taken your transformational moment and elevated the world around you? Yeah, that's a really deep question. <laughs> um, <laughs> we ask the hard questions on this show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, well, you know, as you and I've talked several times, you know, there's one of my favorite sayings is to slow down to speed up instead of speeding up yep. to slow down, because that's exactly what happened to me. You know, yep. um, you know, I was speeding up and, you know, everything was fast and I needed to slow down so that I could recalibrate, you know, again. And, and really, when I looked into that window in that restaurant um, it was, it was just like a movie where things just went really slow. And, and I thought, yeah. oh my gosh, here I am out here zipping around and there's life happening right there. And my daughter would even say, you don't remember when we were at that ski resort at whatever. And I, I don't even remember going to the ski resort, let alone oh, wow. something that happened at the ski resort. Right. Because right. it was just, you know, absolute Business. chaos and, you know, Business. Yep. Yeah. It was just it yeah. was just business. It was business. So yeah. I I learned that uh, I needed to heighten the awareness of what I really wanted in life and build a business around it, rather mm. than creating that crazy business plan that was all money driven, and trying to squeeze me and my family and everything that I truly loved in. Yeah, that's how my that's how my mom was. We would we would go on trips, and I mean my mom has been an entrepreneur for. Many years, my uncle, my aunt, my other sister. I mean, we're all just a family of entrepreneurs. And my my mom, we would go on like a vacation somewhere. Or I live in North Carolina. My my other uh, sister lives in South Carolina. So we're all gonna go over there. It's because my birthday's in July. My niece's birthday's in July. 
we're all going to go there and my grandma's going to come down. It's going to be amazing. And the whole time I, and I, I put on my calendar, like I'm not here, like for these three days, I'm like, I'm gone, you know, and I might check, you know, social media and check some emails and things like that. My mom brings her laptop, her other laptop, a bunch of files, work, like she brings her work everywhere she goes. Ooh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, and I, that was me. I was that like, was what me. are you doing? Like right. me and my sister looking at her, we're like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I got to get these files done. I got client work. I got all this other stuff. I've got these, I got these files to file. I've got this paperwork to get done. I got to send this off and send this off and send this off. And me and my sister look at each other like, you need systems. <laughs> like, you, right. oh, I have systems. <laughs> I have a system. And I was like, I'm just, we're just looking at her like, what are you, like, we're on vacation. Like, what are you doing? And she's up till like yeah. 11 o'clock at night, finishing up paperwork. And I'm like, you're not even enjoying yourself. You're here for three days to see your kids who you never see because she's in Michigan. And all you're doing is work. So I'm yeah, out fishing. My vacation. kids are out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's a guilty yep, vacation. And, you know, that was me, too. And I would take everything. And then eventually, you know, just out of the habit, I mean, I would take everything. And, in fact, my husband and I went on a we went on a five-day cruise. We're cruisers. And we went on a okay. five-day cruise one time. And I said, never again will I go on a five-day cruise because it took me till the fifth day to finally let everything go. And it was only those two days that I would enjoy myself, right? And then right back to the rat race. And I said, we can never go on a five-day cruise. And I think just by the habit, the pure habit, and even in your mom's example, the pure habit of I've got to have everything with me in case somebody mm-hmm. needs me, right? Even mm-hmm. when, I, when I started changing things and, and really focusing on my values, right, I would still bring all those things because I, it was sort of like an attachment to me. It's like, you know, I, I have to make sure that I, that I have my glasses. I have to make sure that I have everything, right? Oh, yeah. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case, right? Right. And then it got to the point where, you know, and and it was such a habit to bring it. But the funny thing is it became that I brought it all, but I never touched it. I brought, but I had to have that security blanket with me for such a long time. And it wasn't actually until, you know, the last three years or so that I actually don't take it with me. So I took it with me, but didn't touch it, but that I, I don't take it with me at all. Right. And I think it's helpful that we have iWatches. It's helpful that we have, you mm. know, an iPad, which is a mini version of it if I need to connect. For sure. But, yep. And our phones. But um sure. but I needed that security blanket just to know that if I if I needed or wanted to look that thing up, I could look it up. I'd have it available and I'd have my highlighter in case I need my highlighter, right? I mean stupid stuff. Um Oh my and gosh. It, and it, you know, I know, I know it's I'm not that stuff, bad, like I have my bag. Like I have like, I, I, of course we all do. Right. In the military, we have these deployment bags Yeah. and uh, you know, it's like a 72 hour bag just in case it's like ready to go. And and only only twice in in 18 years have I ever needed it, but it's, but it's there. Um, Every trip I go on, we went to, uh, we, we drove up from North Carolina to Michigan for Thanksgiving and I brought, I brought my, I call it my, my entrepreneur deployment bag. So I've got my laptop. I've got my podcast stuff. I've got my, like, everything. I was like, oh, my God, you never know. Like, you, you're literally describing me right now. Right. <laughs> I'm not, like, to the depth of, like, highlighters. But, I mean, i got my laptop. i got a book. I've got a couple. I, I, I always carry around. Some people call it a compendium. Uh, some people call it, you know, other things. It's just a notebook with all my notes in it. 
Um, so yep. clients, it's almost like I'm a therapist. Like I'm just taking, I'm just notes, you know? And so I have all my stuff and like, like, this is how I run my business, you know? And it's all in this like, like wheelable, like briefcase well, appointment bag. Well, the fact that you bag. have to wheel it tells me there's a lot in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, on you wheels. Know, and it's funny because I have a small microphone that I bring with me just in case, yeah. right? Yeah. And it attaches to my phone. It's a microphone that attaches to my to my iPhone. I have one of those now. I have one of those now. Yeah, so that yep. is, so I don't have to carry my big microphone anymore because yep. I carry my big microphone. Yep. <laughs> you, oh, you're <laughs> describing me. This isn't good. <laughs> right. It's the entrepreneur's right. life, I guess. It is. Oh my it is. It definitely is. But you know, it's definitely trimmed down, and I and I focus sure. on being trimmed down. You know, and especially as much travel as I do now. You know, I I tore my yeah. rotator cuff because of all the stuff I was carrying. Oh my gosh. And, um, and I wasn't wheeling it. I was carrying it on my shoulder. And uh, mm. you know, and I said, okay, well now it has to be you know smaller. And and so now I don't look like I'm you know going to live on the airplane. Um, you know, as I make people a flight. People look at me like, what is this guy doing? I just... Right, right. All our oh, things man. and, you know, setting up my little office on the airplane and stuff. Yep. But, you know, it's, it's, it's about, you know, for me, my entire practice is revolves around values, right? And, and that was yep. how I was able to identify, you know, what was important in my life. I just wasn't fulfilled and no money in the world was going to make me fulfilled. And hmm. You know, and so it stems from, you know, really identifying my values and all of my decisions are based on those values now. And it's so much easier to do the things I love to do. Um, and it's like going on vacation every day, honestly. You know, as we go on vacation, you know, we get really busy. We get very intentional, very focused on our business and we get so much done and new business comes in as a result. And when that happens, we think maybe we shouldn't go on business on vacation because I've got all this business. And yep. the result, you know, the result of that, um, you know, is that if I can do that same type of work every single day so that I can go on my air quote vacation every single day, uh, my life is going to be so much better, you know. And for me, vacation is, you know, dancing two to three hours a night or, you know, target practicing or, you know, being able to, you know, take time off to be with my grandkids. And so I look at, at my life now is I get in, I get out. I'm 100% mm -hmm. in in business. I'm 100% focused. Oh, nice. I'm 100% present. And then I leave business. And I am 100% present with my family or with whatever it is that's feeding my soul, you know, my health, my lifestyle, my cultural experiences. Um, mm -hmm. But that's what it had to take was just identifying and creating boundaries around your, your um, values. Because so many people, it's like, you know, well, one of my values is my family. Well, then why are you working until 11 o'clock at night? And, and look, at I could ask myself the same question 10, oh, wow. 15 years ago, right? If it really yeah. a family is a value for you, then why are you working until 11 o'clock at night? Well, because my clients right. need me. Oh, so your clients yeah. are your values. That's more Yeah, I know how that is. Yeah, my wife, my wife asked me um, today, and, and she wasn't, like, upset, you know, but she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to – I, um, I, I want to get Jen's show in. Like, it's, it's very important that I get Jen's show in. She's like, you never do it on a Saturday. I was like, yeah, but I, I got to get Jen's show in, you know, because we we're supposed to do it yesterday. And then I was like, I got, I got to get it done. I, I want to get Jen's show in before, before she goes on all this. Cause you have a lot going on. 
And I yeah. really want to like get stuff out there for you, you know, because you do have a lot, you know, coming up and I'm like, I got to get her in, you know? So it was important to me. And then it's just the one, it's like the one thing I have to do today. And then we're going to go do Christmas decorations and some other stuff. But she's like, you never do like, Oh, okay. And so she takes notice of things <laughs> when it's out of character. And I'm like, it's, it's just the one babe. It's just the one. I swear. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's no doubt, but I think a lot yeah. of us business owners make every one of them, you know, those anomalies turn into a habit, you know, and that, that's really oh, the key. Yeah. And we, we definitely have those, you know, those things. I mean, I had to do a podcast this morning right before this, because we had a challenge, you know, with, with um, scheduling, you know, mm-hmm. this week as well. And so today ended up being a day that I'm just going to work, but that's okay. Cause I'm going to take another day off. Right. I just shifted yeah. it and I'm really big on don't erase it, replace it, you know, yep. don't erase my dance, erase those things, just replace it, maneuver your calendar around in another way so that you can still experience the joy of, you know, whatever it is that fulfills you. For sure. That's that's a great great example uh, how to be flexible, and and we kind of have to be. There's so much there's there's so much that could happen. And in the past week and a half, um, I've experienced so many ups and downs. It's like an emotional roller coaster. And um, we got to, I guess, not prioritize, but really like take stock, like really control our calendars. You know, yeah. and there's, there's, there's things that have come up and I'm like, oh, like I thought, I thought it was this, like, come on. And then something else gets pushed and like, it's the one thing that really makes me mad about being an entrepreneur is that my time is scheduled and everything, like, if you look at my calendar, I've got from one to two, two to three, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I should be doing. And every single moment of my time is scheduled. And then when something comes up, I'm like, oh, now I know what's going to happen. And I immediately go to negative. I don't, and I'm a resilience trainer. I immediately go negative. Oh, I got to push this appointment. And that, because I know, the, I know the ramifications and, and I try to schedule some, some failures in, I'm like, well, if there's traffic, I could just a couple more time. And so I'm really good at about that. What I'm not good yeah, I was about say is white when, space. Yeah. Right. It, what I'm not good about is if I say, okay, I've got this one appointment from 10 to 11 and it's 1130 and I'm like, come like I gotta go I got things to be doing you know so when appointments run long or somebody's like somebody else is late and I'm like oh come on we gotta we gotta get going and or uh or or I get told that it's only this amount of time for this one event but it's actually extra time I'm like no way like not what was said you know so I that's the one thing I just I really control my time very well uh, but it's outside forces that really kind of mess it up for me. <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah. And it was funny because I was talking to someone the other day and um, she actually asked me, she says, again, I was talking about priority management because I actually call it priority mm-hmm. management, not time blocking because we oh, can't God, block that's time awesome. or, you know, sure. it is, it is that we're managing our priorities and, um, you know, making sure that the most important things get done and everything else has to go by the side and, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think one of the things that happens with entrepreneurs is that um, they, they tend to, uh, well, just, I, I, I think it's hard, it's hard for me to describe because it's, yeah. uh, it's just something that, that we tend to do is, you know, we're just so worried about taking care of our clients, you know, all the time. Um, 
that we're not able to prioritize, it, it, recognizing the priority, you know, the, everything's a priority, right? And so this woman was telling me, she said, do you ever get pushback on people, you know, because I get too distracted all the time. I get distracted. And actually, she's a, someone I'm coaching. She's a, a doctor. And mm-hmm. so she gets oh. these, you know, emergency calls and whatnot. And I said, well, you know, that's no different than any other entrepreneur. We get emergency calls for something, you know. Um, And she said, but do you get pushback, you know, on people, you know, pushing, putting people into all of these, these boxes, so to speak, of these priority management, because there's too many distractions, as you were just saying, and I said, you know, no, I don't actually get pushback. I think it's just the lack of understanding that, again, we, we want to replace it, not erase it, you know, when there's something Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, with the exception of anything that's family, period, end of story, it's not going to happen. That's for me, right. it's just not, yep. you know, I've, I've got the boundary on it. And, you know, if, uh, and life's too short and I know you have kids, you know, you've got little kids and it's uh, so easy yep. to say, you know what, I'll get the, I'll go to the next baseball game and I'll go to the next, yep. rehear- um, you know, recital, but that that's no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Your clients have to wait. And I think it's the difference between being on demand and being in demand and, mm. When you're on demand, you're living everyone else's life. And when you're in demand, you're in control of your practice and your, you know, and your entire life. And I will tell you that, you know, so for example, if you wanted to have a meeting with Tony Robbins right now, you know, and I've mm-hmm. spoken with Tony, I maybe could get that's in so a little cool. earlier, but, like, but if you amazing. want to have a meeting with Tony Robbins, it might be nine months before you could even get in. Right. And people will I, wait. I don't doubt it. Right. No, wait. What do you think Tony's thinking about? Do you think he's running around going, oh, my gosh, I can't meet them until nine months. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. They're going to leave me. They're not nope. going to work with me. No, he's because in the he's moment. in demand. Right. So it's, it, he has so much value. So when you're placing so much value, you know, for your, consu- your customers and, and everybody around you, they're willing to wait. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm not taking care of them. I promise I'm taking care of them. And I promise you will take care of them. But you can't be at everyone's beck and call. You just can't. You have a life. And I think it's about setting expectations with them up front, too, you know, and saying that, look, you know, when if you're going to call me at five o'clock, you need to know that I'm not going to call you back. And then it's five oh five and someone says, I know you said you won't call back at five, but I really, really need you. Just don't respond. And if they don't like it, you'll have another client that understands it. I promise you will, because my practice grew when I stopped being everybody's favorite or being available to everybody. It actually grew. And do you think Tony Robbins business would have grown if he jumped every time somebody needed him? Oh, no way. Absolutely. No way. And do you, and by the way, you know, Tony's not right. And Tony's, you know, not in great health these days, but you know, he, cause he's still pushing himself in other areas and stuff. Oh, but, yeah. You know, had he done what, what I'm talking about, he wouldn't be where he is at all. For sure. So, so it's not, it's not that we're not taking care of our clients. And this is what I love to say to my clients. You know what? I'm about ready to walk into a meeting. You know, I'm with my family right now. Would it be okay if I call you tomorrow between three and five when I'm in front of my computer and I can dedicate 100% of my time and attention to serving you? Mm, I like that. No. Uh-uh. I don't want you to dedicate 100% of your time and attention to serving me. <laughs> said nobody ever. <laughs> no one's ever said that. But they have said, oh, you said between two and five. Can I be the first call? Yes, you sure can. 
And notice I said two and five because one of the things that we do is we say, can I call you back at 3.30? 3.30 comes and goes and we're freaking out. Right. It's 3.30. I told him I call him at 3.30. Oh, my God. Right? And we're freaking out and we put all this stress on ourselves. So, So give yourself some time. Just say between two and five or one and four or whatever it is. And during those times, make that call back. Make sure you do. So make that call back. And people are so grateful. Like, Thank you so much for calling back. Absolutely. I'm ready to take care of you. What do you need? And now yeah. you're not walking up and down the aisles at the grocery store with your kids screaming and running back and forth, killing each other, grabbing marshmallows off the lower shelf and mushing them and having them fly all over the place, which is what that's, happened to That's me. happened. Uh-huh. That's and happened. while I'm on the phone going, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. I can take care of you and put, you know, putting them on hold and screaming at the mm-hmm. kids and then saying, yep. yeah, next week, next, next Tuesday at 10 o'clock at the Starbucks down on Main Street. Perfect. Hang up the phone and wonder what in the heck I just had a conversation about. And I have to call them back anyway and find out where are we meeting and when and what? Who, wait, remind me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like you literally described probably 75% of all entrepreneurs. Absolutely. <laughs> like, especially if they're like, like single parents or if they're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. And somebody is shaking their head right now like, yep. Yep, that's me. That's me. Wait, yep. where, wait a minute. Is she following me? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, because that's How does she me. Know I that? mean, our, our mess is our message, right? I mean, that, that yep. was me. That was me, too. You know, screaming at the kids. Couldn't remember the conversation, you know. And we don't look professional when we do that. And so, but we think we are because we're getting back to them in that timely fashion. And that's really where I'm saying, I promise you will take better care of them when you have your full attention toward them. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. In the remaining about uh, 10 minutes that we have, I want to dive into your podcast, Mortgage Lending mm-hmm. Mastery. Tell us a story about it, how, behind that. Uh, who are your listeners? How can my listeners here on Life mm-hmm. Transformation Radio, how can they learn more about Mortgage Lending Mastery and subscribe to your show? Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so Mortgage Lending Mastery started, you know, I became um, in the top 200 of loan officers in the country. And to kind of give you some context on that, at the time, there were 780,000 loan officers in the country. And uh, this was before the um, uh, credit crisis, right? Yeah. And so yep. everybody was a loan officer, right? And so I'm in the top 200. And whenever that happens, uh, you know, and always in the top 1%, which would be, have been what, the top 78,000 loan officers, right? <laughs> Which wow. is still a lot. Crazy. Yeah, right. Right. And, um, but, uh, you know, I would get all these calls from people just saying, you know, hey, can I pick your brain? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? And, you know, what a lot of people may not know is in the mortgage industry, um, when I got into the industry, and actually I've been in longer than I say because I actually was in the industry when I was in high school with DECA. I would, type on a typewriter and learn shorthand so that I could be wow. a secretary because that's what we were supposed to do. And half of the day I, I typed title policies on a typewriter that didn't have the ability to delete. <laughs> right? We didn't, right. in fact, we, in fact, to take you way back, we didn't even have the little white pieces of paper to go in to go back and, and erase things. It was just crazy. We had, it was just weird. But anyway, I typed them. And then later in college, I delivered title policies on my bicycle. Um, because we didn't have fax machines or anything like that. And oh, I'm really gosh. dating myself. 
And, um, oh, but yeah, so, so people would call and, you know, so I ended, I ended up really being one of, you know, I would say four to five women in the industry that pioneered the industry for women. And um, so I would get all these calls from men and women. How did you do it? How did you do it? And after a while, I just didn't, I, and I'm such a giving person. I would take the time with them, but I didn't have the time anymore to be able to, you know, address, I mean, answer their questions. So I thought, well, I'll start a podcast. And, you know, on mm-hmm. January, 2020, January 1st, 2020, my podcast will be celebrating five years. And wow. Um, yeah. Which is kind of like one of the longer podcasts that are out there. That right. Right. But, yeah. um, we'll be celebrating five years and, and uh, it was my means to be able to answer questions and help people, you know, uh, become successful too. And just explain how I did it. And, kind of morphed into personal and professional development. So now I don't have just loan officers or realtors or people that are in the industry, but I also have people like you, you've been on my podcast, um, yeah. people like you that, that come in and share about personal development, you know, and professional development, like leadership and resilience and, you know, team management and time management and sales and marketing and branding. And I mean, all the things that go into that industry because loan officers and realtors and, and entrepreneurs, they also listen as well. Um, you know, they, they're all working independently. They may have a company, you know, real estate agent doesn't own a Remax office necessarily. They work at a Remax office. So they're all independent and they're solopreneurs. So all of these things really help them. Um, and that's really what I want to do is just help people succeed and, you know, grow. And, you know, the great thing about it is that then people ask me if I'll come and speak at, at their, you know, sales rallies and conferences and in and out of the business. And, um, and then obviously coaching people in and out of the business as a result of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just in the areas cool. that they're, they're lacking in, you know, our gap, they have a gap and they're it's keeping them up at night. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. And how, what's the best way for them to subscribe to that show? Um, yeah, you can go to, gosh, I was listening to you. I mean, you have your show on a, a bunch of platforms. Uh, so do I, I, I do. just don't know all the <laughs> names of the platforms, <laughs> Sure. but I, you know, definitely on iTunes and Stitcher. I mean, all those are, the, you know, anchor it's anywhere, you know, any yep. place. Yeah. Anywhere you Perfect. can find mortgage lending mastery. Yep. Perfect. What I like to do at the end is give you an opportunity to do a shameless plug. You can plug programs, products, services, your books, whatever it is that you want the audience, the listeners, to go further with you after the show. Here is your moment. Shamelessly plug. Go. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, I'm really big on asking people, you know, if you've heard something today that resonates with you and you saying, this has got to change for me. I have to, I have to transform. I have to make a transformation in my life because I can't continue to do this. I would just love to have a conversation with you. If you're open to a conversation for me to teach, uh, to, to learn more about you and to see how I might be able to help you overcome whatever challenge you're having in your business and identify the gap that you're having to get you where you want to go. I welcome that opportunity for a strategy session and you can go to my website at jenduplessis.com and connect with me there and just say, you know, Jen, I need your help. That's what I'm here to do. I'd love that opportunity to help you, um, you know, move your business forward and create the lifestyle that you've always wanted. Love it. 
What is the takeaway of the show? We always have one piece, that nugget of knowledge. What is the one takeaway that we've talked about today that you really want the listeners to know and understand? Mm-hmm. Um, if you want your life back and you don't want your business to own you and you want to now own your business and your life, stop talking about it, take action, and get the results you're looking for. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is absolutely amazing. You are rocking it, crushing it, and you have so many events that you're getting ready to speak at in 2020. It's, it's, it's incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited. I, you know, I just want to be able to impact the world, and that's what we all want to do, right, at some point. Yep. Um, so thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I love what you do. And I, every time I talk to you, I just want to remind you again, thank you, thank you for your service to our country. I am so mm. honored to know someone like you that, that is willing to put their life on the line for me. And um, I just appreciate that, that you're, you're sharing your stories with everybody else as well. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Life Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest impacting the world around her. If anything has resonated with you that Jen and I have talked about today, please connect with her. Go to her website, Jen Duplessis, P-L-E-S-S-I-S, JenDuplessis.com. In the show notes is the personal and business Facebook pages. And then there's LinkedIn right there. Send her a message and let her know that you heard her heard her on Life Transformation Radio. And with that, I close the show by saying live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart. And I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live a great life.